This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, away we go. It's the panel part of the program. Topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville. Dial pound 3636. Joining us, as they do most Mondays, actually, and uh, somewhere in parts unknown, Mike Van Solen is a principal at Navigator. Mike, how you doing? Not too bad, John. Self-isolating. Uh, good day for talk radio. I appreciate that. Uh, ditto for uh, the sentiment as well. And uh, joining us as well, rounding out the panel, Kim Wright, principal at Wright Strategies. And Kim, you're okay? I am. I am happily done my 14-day post-travel isolation. Well, see, you're adhering to the rules, and that's the way it's supposed to be. But what do you make? I mean, I keep bringing this up, but uh, the chief medical officer of health in the province, Dr. David Williams, you know, he's beside himself. The mayor's beside himself. It's like, folks, uh, you're not getting the message. Mayor is saying all kinds of people playing in parks that were roped off. We know last week that word went out. 1,500 city parks were closed off, and they've actually got signs up and, uh, you know, I don't know, police tape. Or what, but people are still playing hoops in those things. There's a $750 minimum fine would you say uh imposing these fines now is very necessary to do to get their attention kim yes absolutely you know it's interesting and even the city of toronto has put it on some of their signs but i uh, i was saying on my social media if i can hit you with a hockey stick you're too close I think we need to start to really start to reinforce what are those distance measures. Uh, and if they have to start finding people to get them to get the message to stay home, then, yeah, that's what we have to start doing. Mike, any disagreement there? Is that too harsh? Well, I think the reality is that we're going to see tighter and tighter restrictions, and, it, and it's tough. I'll admit that, uh, I'll admit to all your listeners, uh, I went out with my son yesterday. It was a beautiful afternoon, and there's a big field of water treatment plant near my house. And so we were out there, you know, not within a hockey stick swing of anyone, uh, just kicking the soccer ball around a little bit. And then it kind of got busier as it got sunnier, and, you know, we went home. And I don't know, as I, you know, I struggle with, am I being careless? Uh, I am trying to be really strict about it. Working from home, we're doing the most minimal trips uh, ever to the uh, grocery store. Um, but uh, it's tricky. You know, we are social creatures and we want to get out. But I think it is important that everybody uh, exercises an abundance of caution. Uh, and governments may well have to impose these fines if people aren't being responsible about it. And I think, in fact, they are sort of uh, getting us ready for a a tightening of the rules uh, to come. Yeah, which is, uh, well, that's kind of an ominous sign that things are going to get worse before they get better, and even the health authorities have said as much in the next week or two. Uh, this is really a critical timeline. So uh, despite looking at the numbers here, and it's almost revolting, it's not on a need to report, you know, number of deceased and uh, number of people who have tested positive. And then you got the percentages of how it breaks down where uh, critical care is about 3% of the component and one is fatalities. Uh, I hate to do that, but still in all, that's where we're headed. And uh, although, you know, in Germany, they've got something else that I think is kind of interesting, immunity certificate. So if you've actually and come through the other end and we know some people are asymptomatic don't show any symptoms about 80 percent actually fall into that category uh do you think which means they can't get it again after the they've shed the virus uh and they're immune an immunity certificate uh is that it allows some people to go back to work maybe congregate with 
like-treated individuals, Kim, uh, or does it mean that others become lepers or pariahs in their community? How do you feel about that? Well, I think there's uh, the ability for some people who may have already had it to get it again. And, I, you know, there are people who have had chicken pox multiple times and you're supposedly never to get it again once you had it. Now, we have to be cautious about these things. The, the pathology of this virus is still very much unknown. I, I think what is particularly gobsmacking to me today as I've been watching some of the coverage out of New York, and here it is, the epicenter right now, of 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 coronavirus and and deaths, frankly, and uh, you know here were New Yorkers coming into harbor to go and watch the new Navy medical ship pull into harbor. Uh, you know it is it is shocking to me that people will get out of their houses to go and look at those types of things, even though it could frankly mean their own uh, their own illness and their own death. And I mean, we really do need to get a handle on this. I don't know what else people need to uh, start to know. You know, we've seen what the tests there. Uh, if you haven't, if listeners haven't seen it online, there is what, how far does the uh, probe go up your nasal passage to uh, to test you in? You know, nobody wants to have that done to them. So stay home, act as if you're sick, uh, and try not to spread it to people. Well, that's because it's the unseen enemy, as the orange devil keeps reiterating. But uh, let me ask you, Mike Van Solen, about the immunity certificates. I mean, it's a novel idea, and uh, it's a novel coronavirus. Uh, yeah, I was there. You, you beat me to it. Yes, um, I, I think it's uh, it's an interesting idea. I, I'm not sure on the on the the medical science of it all, but. You know, eventually we do want a herd herd immunity where most of us will have it. You know, we're going to flatten this curve, but there will come a time. Um, It strikes me as odd that, you know, you would have, I don't know, a a license to uh, sort of move about uh, the grocery store, uh, you know, more freely than others. Um, You know, it seems like we're way too early in this crisis to sort of uh, consider something like that. And and there's something, I mean, there's a lot of sort of big state uh, uh, tactics and and approaches that we seem to accept today that, you know, would have driven us crazy uh, just a short time ago. Um, But... uh, I'll leave it to medical science and uh, and others, but uh, it strikes me as odd and, and way too early because we're very much in the teeth of this uh, still today, it feels. Well, I mean, when you say it's too early, a lot of people lament the fact that the government reacted too late uh, because yeah. we should be more proactive. On that matter, I mean, look, we haven't had broad-based testing as much as we'd like or I would think would be appropriate. Only uh, one in 347 people in this province get tested. We're amongst the lowest per capita in Canada. That doesn't argue well. Now, they say they're going to bring testing uh, more up to speed, and it's going to be like 5,000 done on a daily basis. Uh, but wouldn't you want to know, I mean, in broad-based testing, it really does eliminate a lot of the guesswork. And then some folks who are asymptomatic but still carrying it, I mean, they may stay away from going and giving grandma a hug when they're bringing over a basket of goodies, no, Mike? Yeah, I think so. Testing seems like the obvious thing we have to do more of, and I understand the healthcare system is is, is maxed out, and it's difficult to deal with this extreme uh, situation we find ourselves in, but I can't understand how um, you know, testing, you know, testing isn't critical to seeing us through this. You know, we've talked about those people with the first five days being asymptomatic and, and really still being able to pass around this virus. So um, until we get uh, widespread testing, uh, 
well, look, I don't know if we're ever going to get widespread testing, but whatever the government can do to test more people seems absolutely critical to uh, helping us uh, flatten this curve. Kim, let me ask you, because the prime minister uh, said today is the day where we start screening air and uh, rail travel domestically, but it's on, again, the honor system, self-attestation that, uh, no, I don't have any symptoms. Good. You're good to travel to Montreal. Do you think that's adequate? I, I think at least they're starting. I think all of this requires better screening mechanisms, whether it's temperature gauges before you go on to uh, domestic travel or, or rail or buses. I think all of those need to start to come into play. We've seen it in other jurisdictions. It still is shocking for the life of me that I was when I was in Morocco, I was getting screened for temperature gauges, uh, but not when I came back to Canada, and we're still not seeing that. So I, I think there's a long way to go on this. I also think that not only is testing need to get uh, done on a more uh, widespread basis, but we need to start seeing those results faster, you know, waiting another five to six days or as we've seen some instances as uh, it is far too long and can create far more problems and especially let's be honest as we start going to allergy season is you know people will start to worry that some of their allergy symptoms might be COVID symptoms so we need to not only for peace of mind but also as we move forward as a society figure out a better testing mechanism. Hey, Mike, let me ask, uh, you know, when you mention that, Kim, peace of mind, uh, that comes to mind readily that there are a lot of people for whom psychologically uh, this is very, very unsettling. And so when Donald Trump yesterday projects that uh, we'll be well on our way again June 1, uh, and who knows? I mean, it sounds aspirational because the first timeline certainly was, as you can see, where he moved it out to the uh, social distancing uh, at least till the 30th of April. But how important is that psychologically, at least to have some kind of a a collective goal out there, Mike? Yeah, I think it is helpful. And uh, I know everybody jumps all over Donald Trump. You know, they jumped all over him. I probably did a little bit for predicting that we'd all be in churches by Easter, um, you know, because that just seemed, uh, you know, just so out of out of line with any of the information that was out there. But I don't mind the idea of, you know, point, painting a picture for, for the country, for Canada, the U.S., of a time when we will get past this to keep some hope. Even for me now, as we sort of turn, you know, the calendar page into April, um, I'm, I'm taking this a month at a time, and I hope that maybe in May things will start to look a little different. I, I don't believe that everything, all the social distancing will be gone, but I don't know. I hold a little, uh, I, I want to hope, I think for psychological psychologically needy reasons that, you know, maybe maybe May will look a little different. And, and so you take these in sort of bite-sized portions, um, and, you know, Donald, I think, has the, uh, you know, the, the distinction of being a, a super optimist, and that serves you well in many facets of your life. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think it's gotten him a little bit into trouble with how he's uh, talked about this to the American people. Uh, um, you know, I'm glad he made the decision of extending their lockdown uh, through the end of, uh, end of April, at least. Uh, but it's funny, the, the different instincts you have, you know, in normal times, and how they work in your favor or not uh, when you get into these sort of exceptional times. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.